0: Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here, and on the podcast this week we've got uh, Ricky Regan, or Luke Regan, Ricky Regan. <laughs> we we called you Ricky Regan like uh, sometime last season. It it seemed to stick in my head. So oh, fair
1: enough. That's it might be because that's the name that my dad wanted to give to me. I yes. think that might be. I where think that's called, where the that joke came from. from. And we, we <laughs>
0: talked about how that sounded like a 1920s prohibition. Person. That or a really really, <laughs> really Ricky Regan here,
1: or a really really bad superhero.
0: Ricky Regan, yeah, actually that works. have
1: being like Pizza Boy or Selfie Man. <laughs> well,
2: I've just got the, I've just got visions of Mickey Rooney and Night at the Museum for some yes. reason. Man.
0: As a, as a man that's, pal, per- waiting the kisser, a man that's perfect for the name Ricky Regan. <laughs> yeah. Haven't
1: seen it so can't possibly comment.
0: And the other voice you have just said there is Graham Large. Who's with us this week. Good well. evening. Um, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about Norwich, uh, Rotherham, and Fulham coming up. But firstly, we're going to news and Wolves have made their annual academy signing in Aaron Simpson from Maidstone. You might have heard uh, Roy Hoops talk about him a couple of weeks ago. Um, he I goes straight into the 21s. I don't really know anything about I him. I think it should be
1: six monthly. Or well, maybe quarterly because about three months ago we signed Jordan Graham and apparently he's in the mm. 21s because I've seen nothing of him. And we'll see
0: the one, Donovan
2: Wilson as well. We signed... Something um, like that, yeah. Just signed him. Near, near
1: the start of the season. He's doing
2: alright right, by saying. He scored a couple of uh, John, John 21s. Babb, John Babs seems to like him. Yeah.
0: So. So yeah, no jokes. Donovan Wilson. Well, no you know, know what I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> don't you?
1: That's the worst thing he knows exactly um, I like the, the I like the name Donovan Wilson on names that sound like they could be something else. He does sound like a nineteen nineties member of Voice to Men.
0: Yes, yeah. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. So apart from that he's As the opposed ra-
1: to a two thousand and ten Boys member yeah. of to Men, sorry.
2: <laughs> one thing one thing I can actually say about Aaron Simpson is the fact he looks quite a bit like Jesse Lingard which yep. may have been where the rumours came that Lingard was watching Wolves the other week I'm devastated
1: to think I spent those hours writing that blog that we couldn't use because we never signed him
0: I think we should start hiring lookalikes and ask and giving them a ticket to Molyneux, like, <laughs> just to wipe just just people white up. up get like a, a messy lookalike and people going
1: he's actually here he's actually here there's two people at Molyneux that really annoy me there's one bloke in the north bank that randomly wears a Barca top to every home game
0: because he wants Wolves to be the new Barca. I don't
1: or there was a bloke in. Remember when we had the. Uh, I think it was a kit when we signed. So it'd have been about two thousand and eleven, maybe two thousand and twelve. There was a Wolves fan who had Messi it's ten on the back. On the back. That's the one I was going
2: to say. He sat in front of me at Huddersfield. It could be years ago. Why? Messi.
0: Um. I. I because he saw Messi in the crowd at Molineux. I, like Gar-
1: thought- <laughs> I like Gareth Bale. I like Ronaldo to a certain extent I quite like Kaka at one point it is, but it, it is the equivalent of me going out and
2: buying a retro Wall shirt and having Pele put on yeah. the back I mean come on
1: I mean we've all had dreams and we've all done quite well on football manager at one stage but no no, it's never going to happen and I mean at least I'm like a conventional man. what has he been to say was actually I'm currently four seasons into my scunthorpe saving football manager and I've just signed a midfielder called Dave Evans
0: oh yes get in. and his class so
1: probably not related. To you. I was
0: at work today, and on Twitter, I just saw this random like tweet about like, recycling, and it says, "Oh, read David Evans's blog on how recycling can help so and so business." And literally for a split second, my thought process went, "Did I
1: write that? When did I write <laughs> that?" <Yeah. laughs> it, well, so. It's me really, that it was the picture. If you grew your fringe out a little bit, he would look just like you. Ah, I'll oh, do I a comparison see. picture and put it on the fancast account.
0: Good. I'm glad. Uh, The other bit of news is uh, Graham and John's Olgo Glory is back this weekend on sale outside of Molyneux and online as a digital fanzine. Uh, Graham, tell us more about issue three of Olgo Glory. Issue three tackles the quite delicate
2: matter of the club's downfall in the 1980s, followed by the club's revival in the Graham Turner. Key interview in that is there is a three-page extensive interview with Graham Turner in there, um, which... Bias aside, because of the fact that I've written it up, I would say that's probably the best interview we've done since the magazine started. He goes through everything from his arrival at the club, where he had to phone up his contacts at the likes of Mitre and get a bag of balls because of the fact that he states that the balls that they were using in training a Sunday league team wouldn't even use, to when he basically won back-to-back league titles with that team. Talks in depth about signing Steve Bull and what it was like to work with Bully. Uh, talks about the infamous car park training days where they used to go and kick the balls around and move the cars on the North Bank car park so they could play five a side. Um, there's some great stories in there. Um, Bully's been interviewed as well. Again, another another really good interview alongside Andy Mutch, who's done a done a good interview. And there's a bit about the fall as well. Uh, really interesting piece from the former lead sports writer at Express and Star David Harrison about the Barcy brothers coming into the club mm. and essentially the legacy or lack thereof should I say uh, These that, they left on the, that they left on the club These
1: are some quite big names you've got interviewed though Yeah, I, mean, I
0: think what's interesting as well is obviously we've had a lot of uh, coverage around obviously because of uh, Sir Jack's passing there's a lot of fans who are probably a bit younger than us or probably in our generation where we didn't appreciate well you're older d- than me yeah <laughs> well you know but just yeah. as I was born we didn't appreciate or know of the troubled times that Wolves went through I mean. to of and a good I would say it's a, it would be a good read for any younger fan around our age or in younger to read to so appreciate some of was bad yeah well to to, to, to to appreciate the darker days that Wolves went through and how we went into the light as it were
2: indeed uh, it's funny you mentioned Sir Jack in there because unfortunately his uh, death was at the point where we got most of the content already sorted out for this issue so we have put an obituary in there but we've also put a statement to say that there will be more extensive tributes done in an issue later this year which I think is going to be towards the end of the year where we're going to focus on people that have gone on to uh, that have been from the Wolverhampton area that have either gone on to play for the club manage the club or be part of the club in some capacity and Sir Jack's obviously going to be a prominent um person featured in that alongside the likes of Andy Thompson and a few other players that are from the area and that have mm-hmm. gone on to play for the club. So it is in mind just in case anybody sees the fact that we've kind of washed over it a bit. It wasn't it wasn't intentional, mm-hmm. but we've gone too far down the line to be able to reverse everything and do something mm-hmm. do something which we thought it was be, well, we thought it would be better that we save it for a later issue where we can actually do more with it.
1: So, how is it available this time? Because I know there was talk of it being digital at one point. Is it both?
2: It is. It is yeah. available. It is available with digital. We're just yeah. sorting out a few, um, few problems with the with the with the platform. Um, currently, the uh, issue will be available to pre-order in print from tomorrow from www.oldgoldglory.co.uk. Uh, tomorrow, oh, sorry, should be available to order from Wednesday. Yeah. Should I say from visiting? Uh, www.oldgoldglory.co.uk and it will be on sale at Saturday's game Uh, I'll be in the subway Uh, we should have somebody selling on Waterloo Road as well and possibly down towards the bottom of the Steve Ball stand we've just got to see how many of us uh, there are Okay, fantastic and how much how much will it be digitally and on the day as well if you bought it at the uh, game? buy it on the day, it's £2.50 in print. Uh, digitally, it's £2 for a download. And you can read that on a tablet, smartphone, or a desktop
0: device. So issue three of Old Go Glory available this Saturday at the game against Rotherham and online at oldgoglory.co.uk. And you can follow Old Go Glory on Twitter, which is at Old Glory. On Saturday, Wolves lost two nil away to Norwich, bringing to an end of an undefeated away record since the twenty ninth of November. Uh, Wolves only had two shots on goal in that game, in which Norwich completely dominated and closed Wolves out of the game. Now we're going to be completely honest because unfortunately none of us was able to make the game on Saturday, so we're, we're going to have to just analyse and decipher it from the See, highlights. The thing is
1: though, I mean, you two have got the excuse of having partners and a, <laughs> a partner and a wife. I've just got that I wanted to watch the rugby. And I did think it was an astonishing ticket price because I was tempted to go on Saturday morning, truth be told, but thirty-five quid for a championship game for me. I know the 20 is Plenty campaign, and I do like support a lot of the work that the Football Supporters Federation does. For example, the Return of Safe Standing and the like. But I can, you can I would, wouldn't pay thirty-five pounds to go to a Premier League game, mm. and ma- maybe with the exception of Arsenal, Chelsea, City, or United, because they are some of the four best grounds in the country
0: mixed views on Richard Steeman's performance, there's so many good weeks
1: he's still a football genius
0: Yes, exactly. he's had so many good weeks, he even listens to the podcast uh, on his way to Norwich, I thank you very much Steers, uh, but taking the two goals that came from Norwich, would you say that Richard Steeman was actually at fault for both? I think he was unlucky for the first one, I yes. think we
2: discussed it before the, uh, before the show went on the air tonight, I think you can say he was at fault, but I think he, he, his, his intentions were good um, he was trying to trying to get across. He was a bit too slow. He got caught out, mm. and uh, that was that the second goal. What he was doing, waving his arm in the air, and Danny Bart was doing exactly the same thing while they were just.
1: It was like that scene from the full man too, and it where they were just uh, the, the Arsenal, doing, the yeah. Arsenal yeah.
2: offside trap. <laughs> yeah, but they're not they're not Steve Bold and Tony Adams. Let's put it like that. But it's it, it was that schoolboy defending. I'm afraid to just stand there with your arm in the air. You mm. play to the whistle. Everybody knows that it's the oldest saying in the book when it comes to defending. He seems uh, he got s- caught out again, yeah. and then shortly after that we saw we saw again another chance where he was just ball
1: ball comes in over the top and he was just nowhere mm. near it. He's been he's been very good for a while, yeah. and he's been playing above himself to a certain extent. So maybe he was due a bad game. Mm. It's uh,
0: I, I yeah. Is it bad to really uh, made uh, okay? The two guys probably were his mistake t- to par, but surely all the criticism. Listen. Should there be so much criticism? Has there been, been exten-
1: Has there been extensive criticism? Because, truth be told, I haven't seen
0: it. Well, I've seen mixed reviews about who was to blame. I've just seen some people saying if it wasn't for Steam, it could have been six or
1: seven.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, at the end of the day, we we're talking about two defensive areas which have led to two goals, but we're ignoring the fact that two shots on, t- two shots yeah. on goal during well, the whole game. Yeah. You know what mean
0: Fi- against against a team who we are pushing for the playoffs space An, as an well. official
1: Wolves tweeted at one point we were struggling to get a foothold in the game, which, is, as we've said before, we all know is a very polite way of saying we're getting smacked.
0: But Norwich to say like completely closes out the game. But if Wolves are really wanted to compete for those playoff places, they but need to be competing even away What to I would, s- what like I would say
1: is, if it wasn't for Norwich underperforming vastly under what was his face, Adam was it Adams? N- Neil Adams? Neil N- Adams. Yeah. Norwich have got a squad capable of either winning this league mm. or. A Least him automatic promotion
0: I, th- I think when I was um, listening to the radio before, they were talking about how, which has been a, co- a concern for mine for a few weeks, that you know they had people like Cameron Drome on the bench and another striker. What's that? Well, we're, no we're, we're,
1: we're, we're lacking in depth. If you start with, he started with he started
2: with Dicko and he took him off at half time mm. and brought Dave Edwards on, which I so
1: he started both of their strikers. Yeah, nothing which like is p- which is all we've got really. We we haven't got. No, I mean unless they call Mackelindem back, which I can't see him doing because I think they they feel that he needs game time. I mean, is Clark Clark got a recall clause?
0: I doubt he would be yeah, recalled uh, yeah. unless I'd, he starts I'd, banging I'd, the goals for weekend. I doubt
1: he. Well, even if he was, I think it's an atmosphere thing for so Just I just don't think he's he's cut out. But you know what I mean. Unless we had an injury, mm. I mean, where's he got? Is he got? We don't even know. Is it, is it Copenhagen
0: I don't think he'll I, don't think, that that's a, back. I think that's the problem I might have said on the podcast last week or on Twitter or somewhere like that That we've got these two strikers potentially playing starting every week potentially playing 90 minute games they're just getting a get burned out is this you need is that, that guy to, to mix it round or you do just put one on the bench you have one up front and then you swap around at half time I mean a phobie, as you said probably played the whole game but I think what we've seen in other weeks he just can't play up top on his own; it just doesn't naturally fit with
1: him. I think that's something he'll have to learn. But I mean, there's that old adage that if you if you play with one up top, you need at least three strikers, or possibly four. And if you play with two up top, you need four or five. Mm. Wolves have got two, and I mean, yes, we've got academy graduates, and but we, we're lacking. But we know at that point, uh, really, where we it's quite obvious who our first two choice strikers are. So who's going to really want to come in to play for? Third, third, fiddle, not, mm. not second.
2: I think the other problem is that the way that you look at it, and Dave alluded to it, just is the fact that if Dicko doesn't play on his own up front, we haven't got anyone that can stretch a yeah. back four like he can. Um, and we all know that if uh, if Dicko's playing well, Sacco plays well as well. And I think that's the biggest problem that we've got at the moment, where we've got an, a, a, we've got an array of attacking talent. We haven't necessarily got enough depth.
1: Mm. We got a very off, off, something I've said all season. We got a very good first team, but money money needs well, to that's be spe- what sets, money needs to be spent. Yeah,
0: that's what sets these championship teams apart. I think a lot of people I've seen talked about how the championship is so much up for grabs this season. If you if you look at the crux it, it's it's not. You look at some of these teams who have got such a good depth of play Derby, for me, by far are the best team in the league. And not, I'm just surprised they have not. But, yeah, but you look at who that you know. Tomins, I know he's. up you know, his performance wise is here and there, but they've been able to Track Tomins, Jesse Lingard. Is that where Lingard is? Yeah, it's yeah. at Derby, yeah. They've got both those on on dead, on deadline day on loan. Jesus Christ. But I mean That should that should should, you walk you look at, at, should walk this yeah, league. Now. You look at the depth of Norwich as well. This league I don't think think is as open as people have made I it. I think the playoffs
1: are open. I think there's two I think there's two or three playoff spots open. I mm. think you're looking at us, Brentford, Norwich. Uh, Ipswich as Bla- well. I can, no, I, I've got Ipswich as part of my top four. I can see. Uh, I can see
2: Brentford slipping out of that t- after the news today. Yeah, I, d- well, I don't
1: think he'll. Be, I d- they've said he's there till the end of the season. I don't think but he will be. I don't think the players no. are going to play for him no, well, well, now. Maybe he's not going to be the manager. Well, that is season.
0: interesting because they lost. They lose nil at home to Charlton at the weekend. I think it was, and I'm sure the news was probably circulating then. But is that obviously a massive oh, yeah, bonus? That,
1: that was being mentioned but, last week? There was rumors
2: there, was rumors or... there was rumors yeah. two weeks ago that they've sounded out the boss of I think it's Raul Valley yeah, that's gonna come in.
0: And it's almost like but they're it's... trying to do Elka Southampton when and they got rid of Atkins and they yeah. brought in Pochettino.
2: Thing is that's the one that's worked, but for everyone like that, you've had you've had a foreign manager, dare hmm. I say it, like a sold back and come in where it's been six months and hmm. it's flopped dramatically. But could that be um, a massive
0: positive for Wolves that Brentford now well, could I think really do slip like away that. and Wolves could be that one team I'm trying to get Lydians. the title up here I'm sorry, the,
1: the, the league up and for me, if you look at it at the minute we've got Middlesbrough, Derby uh, Bournemouth Bournemouth and Ipswich yeah. in your top four and then I think I, st- I think there's two things to play it's, it's,
0: for um, and then I think from that it's going to be Watford, Norwich, Brentford, us in the league Potentially
1: yeah. And the thing is I think we've got a chance I really do I think there's um There's a good chance We could sneak into it But I wouldn't want us To go to a certain I extent think, I think the problem That we've
2: got at the moment Is what I alluded to at the uh, Before the Blackpool game Where I said that We missed a chance By only winning 2-0 that day To put right our goal difference mm. At the time Which was quite poor We've now slipped back Under zero again mm. We're now at minus two and I think that goal difference is worth an extra point when you're pushing for the playoffs. How massively we
1: need to be a point problem. in front. And the only thing, the only advantage we've got is that Brentford are, are only on four. Mm.
0: Mm. Let's um, before we some playoffs a bit more. So go back to the Norwich game. Kujak, once again, seemed to make a, a couple of good saves. I mean, as long as he keeps performing, is there an see, argument that Hakimi might not be able to come straight back no, into the No, I team. still think
1: Hakimi's a much more considerable part of the team. However, I think is Kushak growth in stature and confidence potentially but now not right at this m- moment I'd say not a chance but as he said all he can do is grow into it and mm. try and do his very best to stay in the team and I really think that Kushak has improved to having looked at the two saves that he made on Saturday they were quality saves well that we've seen they were quality saves you can't I mean there's an argument for the second one do you want your keeper to just come out and clear it was close enough that he could have rather than staying on his line because there was no one in front of him other than Bart, mm. sorry other than Stearman so he could have possibly came and climbed it maybe i will be a bit, a bit pinnickety there yeah. for me Keem's is still quite comfortably the number one choice Koushak kno- Kushak's going to know that Kushak knows he's here as a number two Kushak knows he's probably here till the end of the season and that's possibly it for me he has to go straight back mm. in we're a more confident base I mean I think he, I think he controls his defense better. You know I mean, if you look last Tuesday, it was thirty-one shots, was it? Mm. Something apparently. Graves- yeah. could be weirdly there. Apparently, yeah. Huddersfield no, no, had thirty-one yeah. sh- had thirty-one shots. I can't see that in a Carl def- in a defense that Carl is organised. And I, I think that was the problem. The problem we had the other day, and I s- said this last week was that that sort of system where you play with the Afobi Diko switching the nine and the ten roles. He's going to work sometimes. Mm. But sometimes it's going to leave you incredibly. Up-
2: Answer me this How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So, whatever body you're rocking, put it on a nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged.
0: Open. And I guess that's and where the whole squad, de- squad depth comes back yeah, into, I that you can't that, chop and change those totally formations. Right. We, we're
1: right. desperately short of a ten. Mm it's well, almost that, like what that if, if for me if you said w- what position do Wolves need mm. to vastly increase I thought Jacobs was just a quality 10 for League 1 I think it, uh, a, a concern I expressed was that he was lightweight in League 1 so he might struggle to make the, champ- the step to the championship we now really need to look at trying to bring in a quality mm. number 10 on loan for the rest of this season or we definitely need to start get one by the start of next season
0: let's go back to playoffs so five points um, adrift now of the playoff spaces is um, is the race over? Do you nah. think? No. It's, it's, never, it's never over. I, even if, we're,
1: we, if, uh, if we've six or seven games left, we're still within ten points, I would So say it was over. Because someone can always make that um, last minute um, driving. Because mm. the thing is, so, someone, will, someone will drop off form. I mean, we've seen us drop off form because we did it just before we went on that unbeaten run. Then we played really well for quite a while and then we're having a little bit worry a bit. If, it, mm. if you're alright, for example, I'd expect to see us smash Rotherham on Saturday because that's the sort of thing we do at the minute we play badly one game and then we smash the next l-
0: but I guess it depends on the consistency of other teams so if, th- if these teams above us well, Rotherham remain remain, r- remain consistent then that there is a struggle there
1: Rotherham are at the bottom of the league or they not
0: uh, no said. they're 20th right, so and
1: they've got game in hand they're, they're, they're down there yeah.
0: they've got a game in hand against Derby tonight on Tuesday which we'll talk about in a second um, but with Norwich then really it was a blow in that race because it's a team that we should be competing with and it's probably Expose more cracks in the team than we, pro- than we probably thought.
1: I've been aware of cracks for quite mm. a while, and I've I fra-
2: think it's, it's not the first time this season they've been outplayed by mm. a, on the day of better side. It's not the first time it's happened. It's, it's, not it's gonna probably be the last. Gonna be the last. Mm. I, I, I know Jacket's come out and said that he wants 30 points from the next 45, which is what's that 10 from 15? Mm. Um, it's achievable, um, it's achievable, yeah. but is it realistic? I mm. don't know. I, I think
1: seven eight is realistic. It eight,
0: eight, 8 wins six draws. I guess still, we've still got some of the bigger teams at home coming up, which is a bonus. I'd, r-
1: really. I'd rather that he set quote unquote. You know what I mean? I'd rather he set he over aimed and then we achieve. I don't want us to achieve under, but I think if are, the higher you aim, the further you're going to get up. So I, I don't do like I, it when people set points
0: targets because no, no, I think yeah, just think y- you're putting more pressure on yourself that way as well. Uh, that a defeat. But, like I said, the first Hawaii defeat since November the 29th. The 20 first night. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii, man. Hawaii, um, man. The first away defeat since November the 29th. That's not a bad record to have
1: No, it's not. Have have I mean, it was
0: that two? Was that two? And Brentford. Brentford. Away, which was probably a wake-up call. But it just shows you how good we've been on the road over the last few weeks. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm hopeful. I yeah. still think we, we might sneak in to the playoffs. I mean, if you look at our next little run of fixtures, we've got two coming up in terms of Rotherham and Fulham. Cardiff away is winnable, Mm -hmm. certainly. Bournemouth away, I think you might write off. But then again, knowing us, that's the sort of result that Mm place will pick up a result. As you said, for home matches, we've got Watford, Sheffield, Wednesday, winnable. Leeds, winnable. Derby, winnable. It's winnable. I think any game at home is winnable.
0: Well, there's 15 games left now to the end of the season, uh, and it will be interesting to see what happens up until that point. Right, we're going to go on to the last bits of the podcast this week. We're going to look ahead to the games coming up. Uh, first at the weekend, a home tie to Rotherham. Um, obviously, earlier on this season, Wolves lost 1-0 in a game that Wolves really should have won, looking at all the chances Wolves had. Um, everyone remembers the game at home last season, 6-4. I am still not happy about this. One of the one of the best games I've seen at Molyneux in recent times. Um, and, I think Dico, and I'm flicking Dave the <laughs> Um With, you know... Pit goals, pitch invasions. Uh, uh, I think it was like one of the highest crowds ever we've had at it was Over thirty k. It, or is he the it, record? It's either the record or it was broken by the Carlisle game. Yeah. But it's it was thirty
2: thousand. Yeah,
0: uh, it was a cracking tie. I doubt there's probably the doubts we'll see that many goals on both sides I'm
1: I'm willing to bet a significant (laughs) amount of money we're not going to see 10 goals Uh,
0: like I said Rotherham uh, play a game in hand tonight against Derby at home uh, but they are 20th in the league and they're 3 points off the relegation zone Uh, excluding the game tonight well on Tuesday uh, their form in the league in the last 5 games is loss 1 draw 1 loss um, and they last won an away game on the 20th of December. Uh, Derbyshire is their top scorer with four. Uh, do we know I who thought you we were going to say Derbyshire is a lovely place to live. <laughs> yeah. uh, do we know who else plays for Rotherham? Uh, ben Pringle still yeah. play for him? I believe he who's does. That, who's
1: that lad that signed for them instead of us? Adam, uh, no. Adam, no, Adam Campbell. Um, no, you think so. Signed me? from Newcastle. Ginger kid, looks like a Sherman writer.
0: <laughs> you're not getting uh, mixed up with Jack Cork here, are you? No, yeah. I know who he means. Uh, What's. Well, well whilst we think of players I'm going to get my usual look at the team sheet to see if we can get we're going to see if
1: there are many names you can't get right. yeah, yeah I mean,
0: names we can't get right exactly yeah I'm just waiting for it to load up um, yeah but, I mean Ben Pringle's the one that kind of steps out to me straight away because he, he was fantastic in the league one last season I'm guessing
2: uh, um, I'm guessing Derbyshire is obviously Matt Derbyshire yes, is Yeah, Luciano Becchio still play for him as well
1: no he was at Norwich when we. yeah he's the in the Norwich squad was he he might have been like so he he's, he's on been he's on
2: loan at uh, Rotherham hasn't he um, Adam Hamill
0: Ooh.
2: Oh is it Rotherham now? Um
0: in defence of what the Broadfoot
2: yeah, Jack Hunt. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Frecklington. That's a Lee nice Lee Frecklington. Nice.
1: midfielder of Lincoln City Firemore football manager.
0: A, I'm just I like how the name rolls off the tongue. Fracklington. The um the player
2: Regan was thinking of as Connor Newton. That's Connor the one. Newton. There we
0: go. Um Arneson, is that right? Arneson. Well, we really know our research on Rotherham here, so uh uh, Clark Harris up front, Salmon Ward, Connor Salmon, yeah,
1: yeah. He um, oh, don't like He always scores, us you know. Connor Salmon. He he's one of them really annoying footballers, uh, like Sa- every other footballer that scores against us every time.
0: Sadler, Richardson, Fry is in defence. Uh, Loach is their number one. Scott Loach. No major household names for um, Rotherham, but it's one of those games where not only should Wolves win. You expect Wolves to win. This is a kind of game. That if Wolves really want to push for the promotion spots, they're at home. They should be easily glide glide. That seems we like mean, We
1: route. are about where you'd hope you'd have hoped mm. for or expected really. So if they can push on now, that's a good sign. And mm. I, you, what you say? Really, you, we should be beating the other promoted teams that came up with us because one, we've got a bigger budget. Two, we're a bigger club. And we did, and we smashed the league last mm. year.
0: But form-wise as well, where we are, where Rotherham are, I th- if Wolves are, it, sh- it should be three. It should be
2: three points on Saturday, realistically. It should be. Um, yes. But I went to the game at the New York Stadium earlier in the season, and it was a case of we absolutely battered them, and then got undone on a set piece mm. How very Wolves!
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a pretty impressive name for a stadium, isn't it? Yeah,
2: but it's 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 one of those games. It's, it's very much like the Blackpool and the Charlton games a few a few weeks ago for me, where. I thought we should be winning both mm. games. We won one, we drew the other. So you, you, you never really know. But I, I, I fancy us for three points mm. on Saturday. Big
0: bit that, like, like those games, Rotherham could just put 10 men behind the ball. And that's where we really struggle. We because, find it so hard to break team Because games. we
1: haven't got a creative midfield.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah Charl- Charlton put uh, 10 men behind the ball and then realised how poor they were. we yeah. were that day and thought they could actually get something from the game. But And it might be that Rotherham, um,
0: I mean, or unless it's too early for Rotherham to really be desperate with that relegation battle that they do just think a draw away to Wolves is a good
2: it could be it could be the fact that
0: they're on Saturday and play for
2: the point because it would be a valuable point for them in the position that they find themselves but he's not a manager
1: I like.
0: It's uh, base, Steve Evans. Yeah, he's done really well though. Let's move on from Run then. Uh, Tuesday night another home tie against Fulham, a replay of the Oh god I hope the it F- I hope it the doesn't F- doesn't snow. the FA Cup night, no, which again had everything goals, snow, near C- cancellations, I guess.
1: I eventually, I eventually <laughs> got round to listening to the uh, the two hundredth podcast.
0: How did you eventually get round to it? See, one of the momentous days in Wolf's fancast history.
1: I was a bit disappointed I didn't get to give myself. But I was well, a little bit, I was the, a little
0: bit gutted, so I didn't want to listen to it. The draw of the hat never lies. The draw of the hat. I don't like the hat. Draw um, the hat. So Fulham. as so a replay of the FA Cup drama match. Um, they're not in the relegation mix, but they're five points off uh, relegation. It's two home games, six possible points. Is it achievable? It's, it's achievable.
1: I mean, they haven't really done much since he's got the job. Mid terrible security for them this season. Hopefully, mm. we can put we can punish him because they didn't deserve to go through in the cup instead of us.
0: Yeah,
1: and we, I mean, we could have lost it. We could have lost to Bradford at the weekend, otherwise.
2: Just gotta hope. I just had to look up his name there. Uh, we're just gotta hope that Coley Woodrow isn't playing because he scored twice against us. didn't oh. he? And he just so happens to be the son of former balls player Martin Patching, if you didn't know that. Ah, right, okay. Former Balls player and old gold glory columnist, by the way. <laughs> little plug, but, little plug there. Um, he was the he was the problem in the last game, I believe, and yeah. uh, scored score two the goals. He's very highly rated. And I don't know, I just like, we can keep him quiet. McCormack's, yeah, McCormack's pulling, pulling the, the strings at the yeah. moment. He seems to be playing a lot deeper these days mm. and be still popping up with goals. I think keep them too quiet, and we've got half a chance in that game. As and well. Roddy Ager as well, who always yeah, kind of causes a things late on. Most frustrating player I've ever mm.
0: known. The Hugo Roddy oh. So it will be interesting. Let's look at teams and predictions uh, for both games. Well, mainly rather than really um, standard standard team. I don't know Oyofa came back in the squad. I was quite pleased. Um, do you expect him to be back again? I guess.
1: Yes, I can't. I I I'm quite ugh. I don't quite get why he was dropped or mm. he, he was rested to, for the period he was. So I can't see him being dropped again. I'd have the one thing I can't you can say is he wasn't well. He, I don't know actually thinking about it because if you think was he on the pitch at the time of the second goal because it came from the from where he should have been and he wasn't in choice. I
0: have no idea to be honest. I would have guessed so.
1: So, I, but personally, I'd still wouldn't drop him. Mm. Um, same team for me. I'll still say this, I'd still rather have James Emery in right midfield than Van La mm. at the minute, and <coughs> I'd rather see Michael Jacks playing ten than anyone else. But you I'd mean? say you're probably more likely to see Dave Evans playing ten for a bit yeah. more. Uh, Dave Evans, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll <laughs> play. I'll play number ten. ten Go sorry, on, Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> right. Samuel, Dave Edwards, Dave Evans is more number ten on the two and four. Ah, okay. um, you're more likely to see Dave Edwards playing number ten. On Saturday, for a bit of hard
0: work, I think. Um, could there be an argument that you could maybe put either Dicko or Autophobia on the bench to kind of rest one of them and put one of them up front for I a bit? I don't necessarily want one of them rested. I want one of them to be a potential impact
1: sub. So they're yeah. both quick.
0: Well, that's they're what both I mean, fast they're yeah, both strong. Yeah, but you, 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 might, ch- you put them as the impact.
1: If you're chasing a game, that's what you want coming off the bench. That's why Chikorito has always been devastating coming off the bench for United, because he's, well, he's not necessarily big, but he's strong for his size, and he's fast. He wins headers. He's a sort of disruptive footballer you want. I'm just wanna, yeah. I am just just want to see a good performance. I don't yeah. really care who he's playing. I'd like to just see us have a go, stick a couple past him, and then... Uh...
0: Could there be a bit of rotation there with Fulham coming up? We might see a change in team <coughs> uh, starting. What, what, what is the
2: situation with Scott Goldbourne at the moment? Because Hall's played on Saturday, yeah. didn't
0: he? He's still got this injury, apparently. So. Um, that's why he's on the bench he's maybe not fully fit to, to play a 90 minutes but uh, fit enough that he can so play at least but play part
2: I've got to be honest I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of horse at left back I think it's going to be um, I'd, I'd rather see and it, it says a lot I'd rather see Dose play at left mm. back on uh, on Saturday if they if can But
1: I like horse if anything Rest I
2: think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a good centre half and years to come. But I just don't think he's a left back. I mm. really don't. No, I'd,
1: I'd rest if we if were talking about rotation. Rest Stearman or Barnes and play Horsing centre- as a centre back. Mm. For me, I'd, I just don't like him at left back.
0: I think Danny Barton and Stearman are just as crucial as a framework of that team as Jack Price and uh, with McDonald are as a you know a good spine of that team. Um, let's talk. Let's do predictions then for the weekend. Let's start with Rotherham. Uh, what do you think uh, the outcome is going to be after 90 minutes? Oh, there is something else as well I've got to mention. But we'll do that after the, the predictions. Oh, you tease. Oh, a little teaser. What do you think, Graham? We're going to go for four? Rotherham United at Molyneux Saturday.
2: I'm going to go for 2-0 to Wolves. And also
0: that Dicko and Afobi will both score. Lovely, lovely. Uh, Ricky Regan, what are going to go for? No, no, no goals, no, no score prediction. <laughs> no, I'm just refusing to respond to Ricky <laughs> Regan. Luke <laughs> Regan, um, what was your score prediction? No, I like
1: i am be told off and get game full-named. Close. Right, someone's going to sneak it at the end. Maybe a 2-1 or a 1-0. one
0: But you're not going to say who? Ooh, interesting.
1: Um, you I'm, know how superstitious I am <laughs> I don't
0: like. I think Wolves will come good at the end. Um, I'm going to go for 3-0 Wolves. I think Wolves need a good motivational win. I think it will come against Wolves. At least called
1: the massacre right last week. Yeah. I did say.
0: <laughs> um, quickly, Fulham on Tuesday. I know it's quite ahead. It's literally a week ahead now, but... If you're if you've got the gift of foresight, what would you go for now? Well, the last time I said we needed two wins on the spin at
2: home, we got a win and a draw. So again, I'll go for a win and a draw. I'll say two-two draw on Tuesday night.
1: Two-two. We go for uh, regan Regan. Well, no, you just said the gift of foresight. So I just, just going, <laughs> oh, good game, good game. Um, I actually think we could win that one more so mm. than the one on Saturday. I think Fulham are more likely to come and be a bit more open. So I'd say uh,
0: two-nil. 2-0. 2-0 Wolves. Um, I'm going to go for a sneaky 1-0 Wolves win. I've got I've got a good feeling that we're going to get six points out of the bag here. And then we'll probably lose 2-0 at home to Waltham, aren't I, today? The other bit I was going to mention on the podcast, just to end it all, scoreboard. We're getting a scoreboard back at Molineux, oh, everybody. Is- um, in the recent fans' parliament, uh, James Moxley said that um, there could be a, a brand new scoreboard uh, just above the boxes on the Steve stand by the end of the season, which... Now, I've been so used to no scoreboard that it's quite unsettling that there could actually you know, be a scoreboard there. One. But also, I know you see it at other grounds, but it's now made me think, what is the point of having a scoreboard anymore? Because we, you know, unless you have that kind of momentous Wolves are 5-0 up against whoever. And then you can get a picture. Hang yeah. on,
2: hang on, hang on. I've got an argument for that. When I came out of the game against Reading the other week, a bloke actually turned around to me in the concourse and went, good point that, wasn't it? So that's two right. go, you do know we lost. What? You didn't get in the ground until five minutes after kick off. Oh. Didn't know
0: that we conceded that early. I think a lot of people would have had that though against Reddian. How good team would that be? Good point.
1: I mean, it's one of them. You should know. I mean, he was obviously just a miserable bugger, or he had no he had no friends. <laughs> but scoreboard, actual score. I, I don't want a sc- displaying I, don't, I don't want a scoreboard. I'd rather have a screen back.
2: Yeah, we've got two redundant screens, so while we're blocking people from seeing whether it's a scoreboard that we're bringing back when we've got two corners with screens in that How does doing that ha- absolutely nothing. How's that work
1: for the Steve ball standards? Exactly. They, they They're gonna, gonna the have bank. to like
0: kind of lean over <laughs> to uh, to have a look.
1: So the away fans will be fine, but yeah, bugger the Steve ball.
0: <laughs> Come on, scoreboard. Last game of the season. Yeah, on
1: the it's one of the I did find out at one point there was only Newcastle in the Premier League without a scoreboard. Because there's no there's no like nowhere in the ground that says that, yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of an advantage will be if it is one of oh, those. Well no, I
0: thought they did. I thought it's like on one of the um, electronic boards. No, boxes. they have
1: no, they have the time, yeah. They have a clock that literally just says 50, like 51 seconds. Yeah. 40, that's to what the image I've got in my head 51 seconds, 51 minutes, 42 seconds. But literally, they've just got like a came to like a mm. time came to it, get a watch, a clock at Newcastle but there's no scoreboard that was a couple of years ago so there might be someone who'd been promoted into it now
0: and that's where we'll leave this week's podcast thank you very much for listening uh, thank you to our sponsors Opera Creative if you're looking for a, a new website to be built check them out at operacreative.com uh, Twitter at WWFC Fancast Facebook Regan Wolf Fancast Show, and click like fantastic and check out our latest blogs and opinion pieces on wolvesfancast.com. we'll be back next Wednesday or well, next Thursday depending on when you listen to review Rotherham and Fulham um, and thank you everyone because it was my personal 200th appearance this week yes have you, have you missed i've what? missed two podcasts which graham has uh, hosted in my absence uh but i've only missed two out of 202 i'm not going to look a paul Heyman. i am the one in one and you know I am like the t-
1: i'm the 200 and 202 yeah basically yeah that, yeah. that would have been <laughs> yeah. the, uh,
0: the easier bit <laughs> uh, so thank you very much everyone for for listening over the years i can't believe i've of post- oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'd like first half. I'd like to thank God, and that's where i like to announce my retirement. from
2: <laughs> Don't. Neither. It's just the fact that in 202 episodes, uh, sorry, 200 episodes, you must have discussed some utter crap yeah. at times. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: We've, we've not listened w- to the podcast before we <laughs> really showed up. You just even John Meek in his <laughs> in his living room. It was yeah, good times, good times. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. And for this week, thank you very much for li- listening. It's bye from Graham cheerio bye from Luke
1: still can't get used to being called Luke Uh, Ricky
0: bye from Ricky (laughs) my name is (laughs) Reg bye from Regan bye bye have a nice evening and it's bye from me we'll see you next week